Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK Weekly Podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! Today, we want to continue on in our study uh, in this series that we've been doing, this 10-part series. Today, we are at part 9 of our 4 plus 6 series. It's a study on the 10 commandments, breaking down the commandments into four commands that, that govern our relationship with God and how we ought to treat Him and worship Him. And six commands that dictate uh, the way we should treat and love the people around us. Uh, and, and, and at the end of the day, it is Christ. It is Jesus the cross, the plus sign in the middle of it all, in the middle of our lives that makes living for God possible. Amen. If you're taking down notes, the, the, the topic that we'll be uh, touching on today, the title for my message today is You Shall Not Lie. You Shall Not Lie. Hey, why don't you turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 20. And Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 20 says this, You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. That's right. That's like the full uh, 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 command to not bear false witness against our neighbors. Uh, of course, I shorten it to you shall not lie because I really believe that the Word of God is not just talking about, you know, not lying to our neighbors only, but Jesus teaches us uh, that our neighbors are everyone around us that we owe uh, a, a, a duty of care for. Uh, and, and I want to dive into this command because lying is most probably um, the most common sin that we commit. Uh, it is something that we do often. Uh, there was a research not too long ago by the University of California. It was done to 120 participants. They were asked uh, to keep a diary uh, for two weeks. And every time they told a lie, every time they boasted about themselves, every time they exaggerated when they were talking about certain things, you know, and all that falls under uh, bearing false witness or lying because we're distorting the truth. Every time you're distorting the truth, uh, you're lying. And so this 120 participants had to write down uh, every time they, they, they committed a lie. And on average, uh, the experiment showed that uh, normal people on average lie at least twice every day. And I know what some of you are thinking, only twice? I think this, this experiment is lying. <laughs> because the truth is, you know, we, we do it so often uh, that we don't even think about it. In fact, uh, we as a society try to normalize uh, a lying by saying that, you know what, not all lies are bad, you know, and that's why we come up with things like white lies. Uh, and, and I want us to know that, you know, this is not how God defines lying. No lying is wrong. Of course, I would like to clarify here because every time I talk about lying, uh, people would like to ask me questions like, Pastor, uh, but, but is every form of lying wrong? You know, what if my life was in danger? 
and they would say things like, you know, um, uh, what if uh, 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 we were robbed? Uh, and uh, the person was asking, you know, is that all the money you have? You know, do you tell them the truth? You know, do you, if, if, if somebody asks you, you know, uh, are you alone at home? Uh, do you tell them the truth and risk uh, intruders barging in, burglars coming in? Or do you, uh, uh, if you send someone with uh, a dangerous intention, do you therefore lie and say that, oh, uh, my mom's just, you know, at the back or, or my, my husband is coming back any minute now? Uh, you know, people would always ask me these questions. Like when it comes to life and death, you know, what about things uh, that we read, true stories we read in, in, in war zones, in World War II especially, we hear so many stories of people who uh, 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 kind of like rescue, I would say rescue, but protected uh, their neighbors who are Jewish and, and helped to hide them uh, in the attic or in the basement. And, and when police came and checked or the Gestapo came, the, the army came and says that, you know, are there any uh, prisoners hiding here? Are there any Jews hiding here? They would say, no, there's nobody here. Uh, and, and these people were, were celebrated. Uh, and of course, not just World War II, but in many war zones, uh, many people were celebrated because they helped to hide uh, uh, people uh, uh, from you know, being arrested by uh, uh, the, 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 the army to be executed and all that. And so people always ask us, you know, ask me especially, Pastor, what about those? You know, it can't be that we are tell the truth at the risk of surrendering our neighbors uh, to die. And, and that's something that I, I wrestle with. Those are very good questions. And as Christians, we, we should be asking questions. We should be challenging what we believe in, but seeking for the truth and seeking for the answers in the Word of God. You know, that, that's what, you know, uh, questioning God is about. It's not just questioning for questioning's sake, but it's questioning and then finding the answer in the Word of God. Because man's opinion can change, situations can change, but the Word of God never changes. And so, I want you to know that before I start and go into today's topic, I just want to address this issue first of all. Uh, because uh, uh, personally, I always tell people, you know, either two things. Oh, I don't know. And as Christians, we can't say I don't know, but then we need to find out. Uh, but after finding out, I, I found that, you know, the, the Bible, at least in, in two situations, uh, if I can use this word uh, loosely, um, justify. Uh, uh, lying if uh, the motive is to protect lives. Uh, let me read, or why don't you go back and read for yourself, and then we can have a conversation about this uh, after today's service. In Exodus chapter 1, verse 15 to 21, go back and read this, Exodus 1, 15 to 21. Uh, you have, of course, um, the situation in ancient Egypt where there was a pharaoh who was really jealous against um, the, the Israelites and wanted to uh, control their population because they were afraid that they would outnumber the Egyptians. And so they told the midwives uh, that every time you were helping the Hebrew women give birth, if it's a boy, kill it. If it's a girl, let it live. Uh, so that they can be slaves and they can serve us and stuff. But if it's a boy, kill it. 
And the Bible actually says that these two uh, midwives uh, disobey uh, uh, Pharaoh's orders. And not only that, they, they, they told Pharaoh that, oh, you know, uh, 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 your highness, we, we tried to do what you did, uh, what you asked us to do. But the truth is, in the Bible says, go back and read it. Uh, the Hebrew women, the Bible says, are not like Egyptian women. Wow, that's like a jab. <laughs> and they give birth before the midwives arrive. Uh, and so they would, they would lie to the Pharaoh uh, to protect these newborn babies. And, and the Bible actually says this, um, that because they feared God, that God was kind to them and blessed them with families of their own. And so you have here a strange situations where there was an obvious lie that was told, um, but it was a lie that was told to protect lives. And God's response was not to punish those who, who told that lie, but to bless them. And similarly, in, in another portion of scripture, uh, we are familiar with this, it's in Joshua, uh, where you have Rahab um, the, 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 and her family, the only survivors of the city of Jericho. Remember, uh, God asked Joshua to send two spies ahead to Jericho, the city of Jericho, uh, to spy the land. And Rahab, who the Bible says very clearly was a prostitute even, uh, helped to hide the spies from the armies of Jericho when they came to, to check on the house. And, and she hid them on the roof of her house, but lied to the guards and said, that, oh, they left, they left, they jumped out the window and they went that way. Quick chase after them. Maybe you'll be able to catch them. Of course, we know at the end of that story, Rahab and her entire family were spared. They were the only ones in Jericho that were spared. And not only that, in Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews 11, uh, where it's known as like the, the hall of faith, where a lot of people, Abraham by faith, you know Moses by faith, uh, actually says in Hebrews 11.31 that Rahab by faith, she gave a friendly welcome to the spies. And by faith, you know, she did that. And so you, you have this, uh, uh, you know, I won't say strange record, but a unique record of, instead of saying that Rahab lied, it says that Rahab by faith gave the spies a warm welcome. Now, is the Bible inconsistent? No. Is God inconsistent? No. But perhaps, could God, through his word, be telling us this conundrum, this question that we have always asked, you know, is lying always wrong? And the Bible and God almost is trying to tell us that, hey, you know, use your common sense. You know, if, 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 if you telling the truth leads to destruction, people being killed, um, then, then by all means, don't do that. You know, at the end of the day, the scripture says, do not bear false witness to your neighbor. A neighbor is someone that we all uh, a moral duty of care too. But I don't think an army that wants to kill your friends, uh, uh, that wants to arrest and torture them, uh, a command that asks you to kill babies, I don't think someone giving that command, demanding that request, that information from you, constitutes as a neighbor, if you know what I'm saying. And so I'm not saying that by, by all means we should lie and the Bible gives us license to lie and telling white lies are okay. No, but the Bible does tell us that when it comes to life and death, that we should have the common sense 
the fear of God to do the right thing. Uh, I, I think that nobody would question, God, can I lie or not, uh, when we are put in a life and death situation uh, where we have the ability to protect someone innocent uh, from senseless violence or wrong violence. And so the Bible uh, does address that. And, you know, if you want a further conversation about that, we can talk about it. Uh, but I want you to know that at the end day, the God we serve, He's a loving God. He is a God who created us with a brain, with common sense, uh, and He is sensible. He is understanding. You know, so let's not also look at the Word of God and just purely approach it from a black and white perspective. You know, the Bible says after all that the, the, the letter of the law leads to death, but the Spirit gives life. And we need to read the Word of God with the guidance and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, uh, which God freely gives to all believers. I'm sorry, that sounded like a sidetrack, uh, but I thought that, hey, we, since we're talking about this, uh, we, we, we cannot avoid talking about this. <laughs> um, so let's go into the topic of lying, specifically the command. Why, uh, well, not why was this command given? Uh, what does this command tell us about who we are? You know, thou shall not lie. You shall not bear false witness. What does this tell us about who we are? Well, I believe that it, it, it tells us that we lie because we are afraid that the truth won't work. Think about it. Why do we lie? What makes us people that lie? First of all, it is due to our fallen nature. You know, it is the, the, the sin nature living within us that makes us lie. You know, think about it. For every child, even your own childhood, we were never uh, taught to lie. In fact, we were taught the opposite. We were taught not to lie. We were taught to tell the truth. Because for some weird reason, and the Bible tells us this is because all men have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, because of our sinful nature, because of our broken nature, lying comes natural to us. Uh, but it's natural because there is a fear within us that the truth will not work. You know, think about it. Every time you've lied, um, to, you know, to protect yourself. Why? Because you are afraid the truth will not work. For example, you know, when you are running late and very common, we lie. We say we blame it on the bus. We blame it on the train. When in fact, it might not be the train or the bus's fault. It was our fault. We uh, overslept or we pressed the snooze button one too many times. We uh, had a late night and we didn't prepare for this meeting. You know, so many times you say, oh, I'm late because, you know, uh, the bus was late, you know, or we say things like, I'm on my way, but we're not. We're still at home because we're afraid that the truth that we woke up late, the truth that we were irresponsible with our punctuality will not work to make ourselves look good. 
it will not work to endear others to us. It will not work for our advantage and our, our benefit. You know, think about it. You know, why do we lie? When we were younger, we would lie to our parents about finishing our homework because the truth, we are afraid, uh, will not lead to us uh, 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 being loved by our parents. And so it is easier to lie and to be accepted, lie and to be seen as a good kid uh, than to tell the truth and have that truth work against people's perception of us. And as a result, we become experts at lying. You know, even uh, the saying that social media is a lie, it's true, it is a lie. Uh, and we post things, we exaggerate uh, our posts, we put on filters because we are afraid that the truth, <laughs> our true uh, lighting, our true skin tone, our true shaky cam will not work uh, in favor of us getting more likes and clicks. And that's why uh, we, uh, we put up a, a fake front of ourselves on social media in hopes that people will like us and people will think that we're cool because we are afraid that the truth will work against that. The truth will make them feel that we are uncool and not worth following. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, we, we lie and, 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 you know, the list goes on. I'm just using this basic examples that all of us can relate to. But, but we lie. We lie to our, our bosses. Uh, uh, lying includes, you know, gossiping, exaggerating, uh, slandering people. Uh, 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 and, and sometimes we, we lie because we're afraid that the truth is that, you know, we are not, as hardworking as that colleague. We are not as, as capable uh, as that friend. And so we try to lie and, and, and deceive uh, our way uh, into pulling that person down so that we can look better, so that we can look like, you know, the one that is more kind, more gracious. Uh, but the truth is we lie because we don't believe uh, that the truth works. And, and, and this, first of all, if we keep doing this, this will hurt us more than it hurts other people. You know, every time we tell a lie, uh, it, it, it's a, it's a two-way lie. We're not just lying to someone, we're also lying to ourselves uh, that this uh, action is okay. Uh, that uh, this this white lie is excusable. Uh, but the truth is that we end up lying to ourselves and this makes us, you know, uh, uh, stressed out. Uh, you know, having to balance so many lives, having to always put up a false pretense, a fake mask uh, that we're doing okay. And this, at the end of the day, will, will zap us and rob us of strength robbers of peace uh, more than it will serve to elevate us. And this goes uh, uh, in line with the very nature of lying. And let's turn to some scripture. You know, let's turn uh, to John chapter 8, verse 44. John 8, 44. You know, we uh, touched on this scripture previously, 
uh, when we talked about uh, thou shalt not murder. Uh, and uh, it's a long scripture, John 8, 4, 4. And the first part talks about murder, but the second part talks about lying. And that's the part that we want to focus on today. So John 8, 44 says this, you are of your father, the devil, <laughs> and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth. We learned this in our previous study on murder. But this is where we need to pay attention. Because there is no truth in him, when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. Right here, scripture tells us that, that lying is not God's nature. Like what we learned last week, certain sins are perversion, certain sins are corruption, and lying is a corruption of who God created us to be. God is truth. Uh, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And so there's no lying in God. There's no deception in God. And, and so when we lie, we are actually taking on the nature uh, of, 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 of a demonic origin, of the devil. Jesus says, you are of the Father. If you keep lying, you become more not like God, but more like the devil, because the devil is the father of lies. And But what I want us to focus is this. The Bible says that when, when the devil lies, you know, he lies uh, out of, uh, he speaks and lies from his own resources. Now, the Greek word for his own resources is, you know, translated to from his own self. Uh, from his own character, uh, from his his own uh, inside. And, and what I want us to focus on, or why I believe the Holy Spirit is trying to teach us is this. If we continue to buy into the lie uh, that deception is okay, uh, that we can lie, cheat, and steal, and scheme our way to success, then that is very stressful living. Because every time we spin a yarn, we, we try to tell a lie, we are, we are trying to, to, to fix things. We're trying to, to uh, you know, scheme things, plot things, uh, not out of our own ability, not out of our own strength, uh, uh, our talents, what I mean, but out of our own uh, resources, our own inner being. In, in other words, you know, it's, it's empty. You know, we, we, we ourselves don't have what it takes uh, uh, to prop up those lies. At the end of the day, a lie is, is an empty promise. It is an empty threat. It is, it is empty. And so when we do that, we keep digging in and trying to draw strength from our own emptiness. The Bible says that the devil's full of lies, so he draws it out from himself. Uh, we try to draw it out from ourselves, but we can't save ourselves. And we can't help ourselves. We can't even wake up in the morning uh, without the help of an alarm. So, so forget self-help. We can't help ourselves. We need God's help. But when you lie, you are rejecting God's help. You're putting yourself into a situation where you need to stress, uh, where you need to be fearful, where you need to... You know, keep up pretenses when you cannot be yourself and you cannot let your gut down. It is a tiring, uh, 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 you know, awful way to live. Uh, it, is, it is 
awful to be a slave uh, to lie and a slave to the devil. And so what does this tell us about who we are? That we are sinners. That we, even if we know the truth, we are fearful of it. We refuse to, to test it out. And that's why God's remedy, also found in John chapter 8, John 8, why are you telling me to John 8, uh, 31 and 32? Keep your finger at John chapter 8, and then uh, let's turn to 31 and 32. It says this, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples. Indeed, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. The truth shall make you free. You know, what is Jesus addressing here? He's talking about, hey, it's not good enough to know his word. We need to abide in it. A lot of us as Christians, we still lie because even though we know the truth, we are not abiding in the truth. And as a result, the truth is not setting us free. Free from what, you might ask? Free from this lie that lying works. This lie, that lying gives us a sense of control over our own destiny and our own situation. And that lying is okay. No, it is not. And, and the more we lie, the more we are perpetuating this self-deception. But God wants to set us free. Friends, I want you to know the truth works. God's word and God's ways and God's values are truth and they work. You will never find a more truthful account of the human condition than the Bible. And once you abide in the truth, once you learn not to fight against the truth, but to embrace the truth, and to allow the truth to, to, to sit in your heart, then the Bible says that, that instead of what you believe, that the truth will not work to make you more famous, and, and maybe it won't. You know, maybe uh, you telling the truth won't make you famous or won't make you popular. But you know what it will do? It will set you free. It will set you free from the addiction towards other people's approval and, and other people's opinions and affection. It will truly set you free. You know, the, 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 the truth sets you free from stress. The truth sets you free from your mask. The truth sets you free from your constant need to deceive others and to deceive yourself. And so friends, even as we understand, you know, what and who we really are, that we cannot help but lie, I hope that we will also accept the truth that we don't have to keep lying that we can be set free and that there is a better way of living than lying. Oh, that's so good. Let me say it again. There is a better way than living a lie. Amen. And so let's move on, right? So, so the first part, every week we're talking about what this scripture that we just read, what does it tell us about who we are, you know, our brokenness and our need for God. And why was this command given then? is our second point. You know, we must understand that 
the Ten Commandments were given not just as a moral law for people to live, but it also served as Israel's constitution uh, in the ancient days. And this was the highest form of law. And isn't it wonderful that as God was, was helping a nation be birthed and established, he was also putting into their constitution, their highest form of law, you know, a practice that, that in this land, in this nation, in this kingdom, we should not be lying towards each other. Because the truth is this, why was this command given? Because when we lie, we destroy the power of trust. Let me say that one more time. We destroy the power of trust when we lie. Think about it for a while. For every lie, there are people who fall for the lie. Why is it that people fall for lies? Is it because some people are more gullible, uh, uh, less intelligent than others? I don't think so. I really don't think so. I really believe that reason why people fall for lies was because they had no reason to distrust in the first place. Think about it for a while. We as human beings, no matter how broken we are, there is a hunger within us. There is a desire within us to trust. There is a hunger within us to believe in something better, in something greater. And ultimately, I believe that that is a very uh, a, a deep, a God-given hunger for faith and for Him. And so all human beings were created with the ability to believe and a desire to want to believe. And it is when this belief, this trust is, is, is twisted and, and, and manipulated uh, that, that people become cynical and, and society breaks down. What I'm trying to say is this, that, that there's something beautiful about trust and there's power in trust. And when we break trust, we lose the power. A nation that trusts each other will be a very powerful nation. Jesus taught that a house divided against itself cannot stand. You see, it's not about opposition from the outside, but opposition from the inside. When we lose trust with each other, we lose power. You know, the same, when we, when we trust the Word of God, there is more power in our lives. But for some reason, we feel the need to distrust the Word of God. We will find that the power is lacking in our lives. You know, why is it that some of our friends have amazing testimonies and some of us seem to be having a dry period or, or, or a drought when it comes to living testimonies in our lives? It's because of trust. Our friends are not more, uh, 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 you know, faithful than us or, or, or more holy than us. It's just that they trust easier. They trust more. They trust God for the biggest of needs and the smallest of needs. And that's why the testimonies never stop coming. A lot of us, we believe in God, but we struggle to trust Him. When we lie, we break the power of trust. You know, God was trying to tell us that, hey, I'm forming you, Israel, into a nation and I want you to, to trust each other. You know, I want you to, to, to be able to have 
faith in each other. Uh, and when you start lying, that trust gets broken. And then who ends up breaking? Families end up breaking. Uh, neighborhoods end up breaking. Uh, governments end up breaking. A nation ends up breaking. Unity ends up breaking. And we ultimately end up broken. And, and that's why this command was given. You know, trust is powerful. But when we lie, we break it. And, and, and this is why Jesus said that, you know, it, it, when we lie, we defile, we make dirty, we corrupt, uh, not just the people around us, but ultimately ourselves. Why do you turn with me uh, to Matthew chapter 15, verse 16 to 20? Uh, Matthew 15, uh, sorry, Matthew, uh, let me check that again to be correct. Matthew 15, that's right. Uh, Matthew 15, 16 to 20, and we'll be focusing on verse 18, but we're going to read the whole stretch. Matthew 15, 16 to 20 says this, And so Jesus said, Are you also still without understanding? Ooh. Do you not yet understand that whatever enters, enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murderers, adulteries, fornications, theft, false witness, and blasphemies. Though these are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. Here Jesus was reminding us that it is pointless to wash you know, the outside of a cup if we do not wash the inside of a cup. In other words, it is not the outside of the cup that defiles us. It's not about eating with wash or unwashed hands. By all means, wash your hands, 20 seconds. Uh, say the Lord's Prayer as you wash it, you know, sing happy birthday as you wash it, you know, in this pandemic season. Uh, but even more dangerous, let me put it in context of what we're living in. As dangerous as not washing your hands and eating without washed hands is in the times that we're living in right now, even more dangerous than COVID are things that come out of us. And this is so true. I, I told Pastor Cat so many times that, man, you know what? Uh, in this living in this pandemic season, and, and of course we know that this is a season where a lot of people are getting hurt, but but still I said that you know what I'm I'm not afraid of the virus. I'm more afraid of what uh, comes out of the virus. You know what comes out of people because of the pandemic. And and here Jesus is saying the same thing. You know it is what comes out of us that defiles us. It is the deceitfulness, the, the, the false witnessing, the blasphemy, uh, the falsehood that comes out of us that defile us. If you ever wonder, you know, what breaks up a family, it, it is not external, it's not bad grades, it's not even finances, it is what comes out, the deception that comes out, the lies that come out, that break people, that break a family apart, that break a nation apart. And Jesus is trying to tell us that, hey, there is power in our mouth and in our declaration. And when we lie, we destroy. We destroy trust. And, 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 and trust is one of the, 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 the few things uh, good that's still going on for humanity. There is, like I said, a desire to trust. And, 
and a hunger to trust. And that's why the, the best relationships in our lives are built on trust. You know, whether it's your relationship with your parents, your relationship with a loved one, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, your wife, when you fall in love, you know, did you hire a private investigator and check that person out? No, you trusted in the nature of that person. You trusted in the words of that person. You trusted in the vow of that person. Trust is powerful. Trust holds people together. But when we lie, we break that and we destroy the power of trust that holds our life together, holds our marriages together, holds our family together. And so we need to begin to think about, man, you know, it, you know is it worth it? Is it worth it? You know, uh, as I was preparing for this message, you know, I was, I was reminded, you know, one of the games that I like to play, board games I like to play, uh, you know, games that require a lot of interaction. And, and I do, I do. Can I be honest? This sounds like a bad thing, but, you know, I, I love, you know, uh, let me just put it out there and I'll explain. I love lying, okay? Yeah, judge me, I'm a sinner. So what? I know I'm a sinner. What I mean is that I love games like, like Saboteur uh, or Avalon or uh, Resistance. I mean, those of you who know these board games, or even if you don't know, uh, games like Among Us, you know, uh, fun party games that require a certain uh, friendly level of deception, you know, which it's just a game. So we're not hurting people, we're just deceiving uh, because, you know, oh, I'm the spy. Oh, I'm not the spy, don't accuse me, you know. I, I do, I do like, you know, uh, lying a bit um, and, 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 and lying, you know, uh, in those situations is, is fun. Um, but I'm reminded all the time when, when even when I do win a game through lying, and it is satisfying to win a board game. Um, every now and then, people will say something. But Pastor, I didn't expect you to lie. Or Dave, you're so good at lying. And and while that, I'm not sure if it's a compliment or not. But it makes me feel good. It makes the competitive side of me feel good because I want, haha, I deceived you. Uh, but then the, 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 the spirit within me uh, uh, cries little, dies little because those words cut me as well. And so many times I, I go like, Dave, is it worth it that you lie and win this game? But what you end up doing, even though you win this game, uh, you have the potential to break the power of trust that people have on you. And then I start going like, oh yeah, I mean, the last thing I want is for me to win a game, a board game, you know, of Among Us and, 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 and you know, Saboteur uh, with you and unknowingly cause you to distrust uh, my teaching and preaching and my character in the future when it really depends on it. You know, I, I don't want to be ignorant of, of how you know, a deceptive the devil can be. And sometimes the devil comes in and souls lies to, to make us uh, 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 distrust the people who love us. Uh, he did this in the Garden of Eden, causing Eve to distrust uh, God. And, and the devil does it so many times, you know. And the last thing I want is for people to go like, 
oh, I don't think I can trust Pastor Dave, you know, because he, he challenged me about this certain area in my life. And then suddenly the, the devil reminds me, yeah, I know this Pastor Dave is untrustworthy. Remember the time he 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 uh, <laughs> he, he won at Saboteur. And, and while harmless, I don't want that small victory, if I can use it that way, uh, to disrupt, to destroy the power of trust that people have on me and, and have towards God. And so when I was preparing for this message, I go like, wow, God, really, Lord, help me, help me. Lord, I understand now why this command was given because the most harmless lie, even if we think it's for fun, it can have potential disastrous ramifications down the road. You know, one lie can lead to much distrust. And the, the last thing I want is for people's uh, uh, words and thoughts to be uh, abused and to be manipulated by the devil uh, towards distrusting because uh, we have uh, lied before, even the most harmless lie. You know, so friends, you know, learn. Let's be, let's be people who love God and therefore, you know, love the truth and, and allow the truth to set us free. Free from even this pathetic excuse that, you know, we, we you know, lying is harmless. No, no, it's not. And, and we need to remind ourselves of that. Amen. You know, why don't we move on to the last point and I'll, I'll, I'll lead us to a wrap up. So now that we know what this command tells us about who we are uh, and, and that we are afraid of the truth, but then the Bible says, no, don't be afraid of the truth. Let the truth set you free. And the truth is Jesus. Amen. The Bible also says that perfect love, Jesus, cast out all fear. And why was this command given? Because, you know, trust is such a powerful commodity. And the more trust we build, the stronger uh, uh, our companies will be, our families will be, our life will be. Uh, so let us not lie because it breaks trust. It chips away at trust. And that's why it's given. And so how do we live this out today? How do we live this out? All of us, we need to live this out today. I wrote here, we need to think before we speak. But I want you to spell think with T dot h dot i dot n dot k we need to think before we speak like i said lying is part of our fallen nature we have over time bought into the lie that lying works and works to our advantage and the truth doesn't work and doesn't work for our advantage but god wants to flip that God wants to turn our values, you know, uh, uh, back to its rightful place. The devil has made us upside down. Uh, and so God wants to flip it and reverse it. And so what do I mean by think? Think, T-H-I-N-K, stands for true. Uh, let me put it this way. Uh, uh, ask ourselves this. Ask ourselves, T-H-I-N-K, what I'm about to say is it true, T? Is it helpful, H? Is it inspiring, I? Is it necessary, N? Is it kind, K? Think. And so how do we stop ourselves from lying? Like I said, you know, lying after a while is, is, is not just about, you know, deceiving someone. It, it's about 
slandering. It's about exaggerating. It's about protecting yourself. You know, it's just, you know, throwing another person underneath the bus, you know, is boastful. That's all lying. And, and so how do we protect, you know? As the devil tries to, to, to make lying seem so harmless, uh, we got to think harder before we speak. We got to give ourselves a heart check and go like, wait, this thing that I'm about to say, is it true? Is it true now? This accusation about the truth, is it true? Do I know all the facts? Is there benefit of doubt to be given? You know, when I say this, that you know, is it true? Do I know for a fact? If I don't know it, let's hold back. Let's hold our tongue against saying it. Is it helpful? Sometimes we cannot help but, but slam another person. You know, for example, you have a colleague that you don't like. And then your boss says, that, oh, where's this person? You know, and, and you know, sometimes... Our, our jealousy gets the better of us and then we, we feel tempted to just add something to go like, uh, I don't know, probably off somewhere wasting time. The truth is you don't know. The second part is absolutely, you know, uh, uh, not helpful. And so sometimes we, we, we need to stop at I don't know <laughs> and not add on our own hurts and and that's why we need to ask ourselves, this thing, oh, let me, let only helpful words, you know, come out of my mouth. If, if what I say is not helping the situation, let me not say it. Because, you know, we, we do that. Sometimes we add fuel, we add oil to the fire. And because we are broken people that just like to see the world burn. <laughs> but God is saying that, hey, even that is a lie. Don't say th- things that are not helpful so you gotta ask yourselves you know if it's unhelpful zip it is it inspiring you know i know i'm not saying that oh it inspires people like oh you're amazing you're beautiful but is it inspiring trust <laughs> like i said trust is such a powerful and rare commodity in this world today it is one of the gifts that god has given mankind and, and yet it's being abused and so is it inspiring trust or, or is it inspiring doubt? You know, even if we don't know the full truth, sometimes our half-truth doesn't inspire confidence. And so we got to ask ourselves, hmm, you know, is this inspiring? Is this inspiring unity or the opposite? Is this inspiring trust and love? Is this inspiring forgiveness or the opposite? God, help me guard my lips. You know, is it necessary Sometimes we talk unnecessarily. The Bible says that we should not have loose lips. And sometimes we love chit-chatting and we talk and talk. And sometimes we talk so much that our lips become so loose. The more tight we are, the more loose we come with our lips. And that's where the insults start flying. That's where the rumors start being thrown out. That's where our own opinion, you know, sometimes... We share our opinions so strongly uh, that that it, it, it paints a negative picture. It paints a false picture, you know, towards someone. You know, so many times, you know, people have, you know, complained, you know, whether it's about church or God and go like, you know, and how many times have you go like, you know, if I was the pastor, I wouldn't do it that way. And, 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 and you're... Just saying that, but 
is that necessary? You can have a disagreement, but when you say that, it, you know, it, it creates this picture that someone hears and go like, oh, why? Is there something wrong? Is there, you know, we got to ask ourselves, man, you know, only let what is necessary. And I'm not saying nice, but necessary. If, if it's necessary to rebuild, rebuild. But if it's not necessary to use such strong words, then don't. Last but not least, is it kind? We need to speak kindly, give people the benefit of doubt. Even when we rebuke, we can do so in a kind way. Do it with love. And that's what I mean by we got to think, you know, the words that are coming out. Because I can say what is true, but if I say in an unkind way, uh, you know, it will end up still having that truth distorted. You know what I'm saying? You know, we always say in church, you got to speak truth with love. Another saying that I heard from a pastor before is that truth is like alcohol. A hundred percent will destroy. Anything a hundred percent alcohol will destroy. But, but you know, we, we should share it, you know, uh, uh, balancing, you know, little by little, little by little, you know. And of course, he was talking about speaking the truth when it comes to sharing the gospel, uh, that, that if we to loan everyone, oh, you're a sinner, you're going to hell, that's going to break someone, but you're going to you know, tell them, share them, journey them uh, a bit by bit, you know, about Jesus so that they slowly build up a, a, a tolerance for the truth. <laughs> Not just a tolerance, but ultimately be set free uh, uh, by the truth. And so all these things, T-H-I-N-K, is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it kind? Can all be summarized in one word, love. Love. And if we love our neighbors, we will not lie to them. If we love our family, we will not lie to them. If we love, if we love with the love of God, then we will not lie. And with that, why do you turn me to last scripture for the day? John chapter 13, uh, verse 34 to 35. Uh, John 13, 34, 35 says this. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. You know, the world that we're living in, you know, truth is, is constantly being attacked. You know, we, we're living in, 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 you know, now whenever you say something and people don't like what you say, they'll say things like, oh, that's fake news. Or, or, or that's your narrative, you know, all, all these other words to basically reject the truth. And, and, and could it be that, that people find it hard to receive truth is because a lot of trust has been broken. And so how do we live this out today? Jesus says that a new command I give you, and that is to love one another. And when you love one another, people will know that you are of me. In other words, friends, as a church, as Christians, uh, let's begin to love each other. Let's begin to practice a, a, a truth with each other. And when we do that, when the world sees that, wow, despite us speaking truth to each other, there is love. You know why people are afraid that the truth will not work? It's because we, 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 we are not loved or we're not loved enough. Uh, many times when people do tell truth, you know, uh, that truth, many times, uh, uh, we, we act in anger, you know. Uh, I know this from first-hand account, as a pastor, as a Christian, when I speak the truth to people's lives, they don't like it. They get angry. They hate me. But Jesus says that, no, love. 
When truth is shared, love each other and love each other to speak the truth. And when you begin to create a cultural environment, a habitat, a spiritual habitat uh, in your family, in your church, in your homes of honesty and truth-telling and love as a response. I'm not saying that we cannot correct, but even when we correct each other, correct it in love as Jesus commands us. And when, and when people start seeing that when truth is exposed or when truth is revealed, it is not treated with hatred and punishment, except it is treated with much grace and mercy and love, then people will be more inclined to tell the truth. And then people will be more inclined to receive truthful instruction and correction. When you begin to love each other, trust is enhanced there is more power to your group dynamic, more trust is given. And when that trust and that power and that love increases, Jesus says that even when people outside look at you, they will know, hey, there is something supernatural about that group. There's something out of this world about that group. There's something heavenly about that group. You know, lying is, is almost like a commodity in this world. Lying, cheating, stealing. But when people start seeing truth being celebrated, truth being welcomed, people will start being attracted to your group, attracted to your company, attracted to your personality. And ultimately, they will begin to see the God factor and God in your life. And Jesus is saying essentially that, you know, even preaching the gospel, that's telling the truth. And sometimes the truth is hard to swallow. But if we persevere, you know, the truth, that the, the power of the truth will set people free. And, and people want that, you know, people are craving for that. And when you do that, you know, you set yourself free, you set your organization free, you set more and more people free and you begin to bring healing and restoration to the world around you just like how God intended. You know, the powerful thing about this command and all these commands is it's not just about personal living for personal benefit, but as each person lives it out, the benefit combined will bless our local communities and bless the nation and bless the world that we are living in. Amen. You know, and that I feel is how we can live it out today. You know, when your motivation is to love someone, you're going to be thinking more. You're going to be thinking, you know, let truth come out. Let helpfulness come out. Let inspiration come out. Let only what is necessary come out. And let kindness come out. And then we will begin to heal and restore the power of trust that has been broken so many times in our world and begin to glorify God. Amen. You know, I hope that this has blessed you. Like I said, this command can sound simple, but it is also the one that is most commonly broken. You know, I'm saying this not because I'm perfect. Like I said, you know, I love lying. And I mean, I, you know, the truth is actually, when I was younger, uh, I had a real bad problem with lying. I, 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 and the truth is, yeah, because I was afraid that the truth would not work. 
I lied at school. I lied about my grades to my parents, thinking that they'll never find out. But sooner or later, the report card comes out. And so even if I could lie, and I did, where I was one time, I lied for an entire year. And this is not when I was a young kid. This was when I was a teenager. I still remember it was my first year in high school. You know, I, I always felt like I, I was not as smart as my older brothers and sisters. They were geniuses. And so in, 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 in primary school, I was always just an average student. And I always felt like my parents were disappointed at me. And when I went to the high school, by the grace of God, I went to a good high school um, that, you know, uh, is famous in the city. And I, I, I hopes that I can finally make my parents proud. I can finally have a fresh start. Uh, but unfortunately, the fresh start didn't come straight away. My first year, I was getting used to uh, high school syllabus and, and I, I didn't score, I didn't do as well. But I was so afraid of disappointing my parents. I felt like I had let them down long enough that I didn't want to disappoint them. I started lying. Uh, you know, there were four exams a year. I, after the first exam, they would ask me about the grades and it's telling the truth that I did average and I needed help in certain subjects. I lied. Everything's fine. I did great. And they were so happy for me. They were so proud. And, and their, their love and acceptance for me at a time, while based on a lie, uh, uh, filled me with so much love that I felt like I had to keep going. So I, I started lying more and more out of my own resources because I was afraid the truth that I was an average student will not work with my family, will not work towards them loving me more, accepting me more. And, 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 and as I lied more and more, it started adding stress to my life because I had to keep track you know, what was what was the, the lie I told the other day? You know, what did I lie about my previous grade? So, you know, uh, if, if I lie that I got uh, an A minus, then, then, then I need to lie this time that I, I, I got an A and, you know, and I got to keep track. And I started having to lie out my own resources and that led me being very empty and broken on the inside because we were not created to lie. And long story short, when the report card finally came out and there was no escaping it, you know, <laughs> the parents had to come to school to collect it. When it finally happened, and when I had to finally fess up to my parents that had been lying to them for, you know, for two semesters, it broke. It, you know, I never saw my mom. I thought, I thought that I was a disappointment to them before. But when I saw how broken my mom became and how she started tearing and crying when she realized that her son had been lying to her, that broke me even more because it broke the power of trust my mom had on me. And that broke me even further. So as much as you think uh, that lying will get you forward in life, that it, it won't. The truth is it will leave you even more broken. And, 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 and so, when I say I like lying, uh, what I mean is that I'm a broken person with a natural uh, inclination to lie. Um, but by the grace of God, He has taught me lessons on truth and that truth has set me free. And today, <laughs> I know this sounds counterproductive as I'm preaching here. I'm telling you I love lying, but uh, that was who I was and and Jesus has changed me.
I'm just sharing that because the truth has set me free. And because the truth has set me free, I'm no longer afraid to tell you of my past because I have been free from being a slave to lies and the slave to the approval of others. I would rather, you know, have the approval of God and the disapproval of men uh, than the other way around. And so, in short, I just want to tell us that, hey, this is something that, that we wrestle with every day, but honoring God is worth it. The truth will indeed set you free. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. And God, your word says that you are truth. And yet, Lord, we have been corrupted by the devil to lie. And so, first of all, we ask for your forgiveness. Forgive us for the many times when we have justified our lying. Forgiveness when we've made a habit out of our lying. Forgive us when lying becomes a knee-jerk reaction instead of telling the truth. We just lie to make ourselves look good. Forgive us when we've lied to you. Forgive us when we've lied to the church. Forgive us when we've lied to ourselves. Forgive us, Lord. And not just forgive us, we pray for your healing. We pray that we will be like your people that learn to abide. A lot of us, Lord, we, we know the truth. We know your word. We know your values. But we, we actually never apply them. And if we never apply them, we can never truly say that it doesn't work. And yet that's what we always think and we that's what we always do. We seem to distrust you. And so God will forgive us. Teach us to be people that learn to apply your word, learn to abide in your word, abide in your truth, your word says, and the truth will indeed set us free. Set us free to love, set us free to forgive, set us free, Lord, to think before we speak. And so God, help us to be truthful in our conversations. Help us to be helpful. Help us to be, you know, in, in, inspiring. Help us to speak what is necessary and, and do away with unnecessary chatter and gossip and let kindness proceed out of our mouth, Lord. Help us, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, before I close today's message, I also just want to give you uh, an opportunity to invite Jesus into your life. Like I said, we are all broken people. God created us after his own image. We were created to be like God, but we have been tempted by the devil. And now as we live our lives, increasingly, we are more like, you know, the devil. And that is not God's plan for you. God's plan is not for you uh, to be an expert at lying, but God wants to set you free. God wants truth to come into your life. And the truth is this, as much as we like to deny it, self-denial is also another you know, a form of lying because we're deceiving ourselves. But as much as we like to tell ourselves that we are fine, we are strong, we don't need help, the truth is we are broken people. The truth is we are all sinners. We might not have murdered someone, but we've all told a lie. And if we have even hurt someone, and sometimes lies and words can hurt and do more damage than, than, than physical act of killing. If we have lied, we are a sinner. And a sinner in need of saving. The first part of becoming a Christian is admitting that we don't have it all together. That we are not as strong as we are. We like to deceive ourselves that we are strong enough that we don't need God. The truth is we are weak and we need God. The truth is also this, that God is not angry, but He loves us. The truth is also this, that He loves us so much 
that he sent his son to die for our sins. Because the truth is this, every offense against God, you know, that needs to be punishment. You no, know, we believe in a good God, but he's also just. If God just allows us to go scot-free after we've made a mistake, that he is not just. But because God is also loving and just, instead of seeing us pay for our crimes, he sent his son, Jesus, to pay for our crimes. When Jesus died on that cross, when he was nailed on that cross, bled for us, it was in our place. That's the truth. We deserve to be there for our disobedience against God. But Jesus loved us so much that he took our place. The truth is this, Jesus lived the life that we should have lived. And the truth is this, he died the death that we should have died. But the truth is also this, that he rose again three days later, defeating death once and for all. And the truth is also this, that anyone who humbly calls upon the name of Jesus shall be saved, shall be forgiven, shall be made clean, shall be made whole. The truth is this, we need Jesus. Would you allow Jesus into your heart? If that's you, in a while, we're going to be saying a prayer together. Would you echo that in your heart? And would you invite Jesus in to heal you, to forgive you, and to make you clean? God bless. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.